And we are back with Boys Lunch, Joey and Paul, two Catholic teachers, talking about life. Good to see you, Paul. Great to see you, Joey. Uh, we are coming off of Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, really great, really great game this year. Tampa Tom was at it. Scrappy underdog finally gets his first Super Bowl. We're all just really happy for him. He, he's been through a lot in Long life. Long time coming. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was, I was happy. I was rooting for Tom. Uh, really just more of a, out of like a petty bitterness as a Bears fan. Like it's hard for me to see people do well, especially like Mahomes, because he could have been a Bear. Yes, it does feel like every Chiefs success, the drafting of our boy, yeah, just more and more painful. So yeah, there's no like good justification for me to root for Tom Brady. It was just, it was out of strict like pettiness. Sports like bring out my bad side. Like, all, like, the negative qualities I could have in life, like, sports just amplifies them. Would yep. you consider yourself a, a competitive person? Do you get? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Like, in certain things, I don't know. I'm not, like, I'm very, like, I'm more phlegmatic, so I'm more of, like, a peacekeeper. I don't want to, like, cause problems. But there are certain things that I will be heated about, yes. Okay. What about you? Yeah, no, I honestly don't feel like I have a competitive bone in my entire body. That's why it was tough playing sports growing up. I liked the sports, but I just didn't have that like attitude in like a team sport to be like that mamba mentality, like the assassin. I didn't right. care enough. Yeah, no. And I didn't have the skills. I mean, well, yeah, but yeah, totally the attitude. It was right? just the attitude, though. Like, but I think, um, yeah, no, I just never had. Some people have that. They have that drive to better themselves every day. And I was like, can I get by with the talent I have? And once high school was over, she's like, yeah, that was enough for me. Mine was um, more about like I don't want to upset my teammates. Yeah. No, I can see that. But you, you do bring up a good point, pettiness-wise. Like, I will say, when I, I mean, I still play soccer in the summers, and like when someone does something to me, there is like a switch. It's like it's not because I'm competitive; it's because I took that as a personal offense. Sometimes yeah. that yeah. that'll come out. Of yeah. Me. Um, so just like every time I'm says something well, I think of Trubisky, and I'm sad again. So there is, I can see that pettiness. I'm starting to see, uh, and I think just this football season. Like, I get it that sports, if you just take a step back and look at them, they're silly. Like, it's just a, a guy who's, like, really good at soccer growing up, like, playing recess, who now is getting paid a lot, and I'm, like, caring way too much. Yeah. But, like, I think I'm finally, like, transitioning. My wife will, like, probably call me out and be like, I see you on Sundays. Like, calm down. You like sports too much. But I can see myself, like, transitioning from it, like, finally growing up. And... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Years from now, you will totally. <laughs> not. But yeah, I just like care too much. It's hard for me to have like perspective. Like that, like I said, those qualities that I just don't want in me, anger, jealousy, overanalyzing or caring about things that don't matter, like that is just present in sports. So why do I keep watching? That's a great question. That's not our topic today, but it's I'm not. just like. That is a good question. I mean, there's a reason that it's such a great moneymaker. I mean, people love sports. I, I, that would be a great uh, discussion for another time. What is, what is the continued draw? Because we were talking, just talking with some of the senior boys, and they're just like, I don't know what it was about the Super Bowl this year. I just didn't have the same draw. It's like, I think that happens as you get older. Like yeah. uh, the mystery and the drama of the Super Bowl and the halftime show and the commercials, it, like as you get older, it does get less and less. Yeah. But still, where were we all? I mean, we're in our 30s, or I'm in my 30s. And, hey, ooh. Sorry. You're almost there. Uh, but where were we on Sunday? Like we had the game on. Yeah, so, I mean, my family and I really just watched the first half. Um, we, my girls, I was like, oh, they'll like the halftime show, right? Yeah. 
And because uh, they're like, yeah, can we listen to some music? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So like halftime show comes on. I was like, no, can we listen to some music? And they wanted to play like the Madagascar. It's uh, like, no, like put my music on. So we on. turned off the TV and we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we put their music on. But. It was real weird to like not have a take on the halftime show even. Like I just watched it. I'm like, oh yeah, like I know these songs. He did it. He's got a good voice. It was a good job. Yeah, did a great job. But there was no like walk away of like anger or something. It was, you know, it was funny. The kids were just like, we watched like the last 10 halftime shows just like, yeah, I mean, he did fine. It's just like, yeah, where's the drama or where's yeah. the multiple performers and costume changes? Like, he did a phenomenal job. He just did like a normal concert. Yeah. People were like, <laughs> wait, wait a second. I won't complain about something. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Uh, took a quick trip to see uh, the in-laws this weekend. That was fun. Shout out to my brother-in-law, uh, a faithful listener. It was his birthday on Saturday. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm going to call out his age. He turned the big 3-3. Three, three. I told him it was his Jesus here. Jesus here. That's a big yeah. year. So I kind of pumped him up and told him, like, he's got to do something big. It's your Jesus here. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a year short of my Jesus year, so I really am pushing everything off till next year. Yeah, you're getting nervous, aren't you? Gotta go big. I'll be honest. You're getting a little nervous. You're to sweat a little bit. Oh my goodness, it's less than a month. Yeah. Well, yeah. Seriously. Dude, you got, you got <laughs> some crisis coming. Okay. Last little thing that, as I was kind of driving back from my in laws, I was looking around my car and I realized that I have a lot of like straw wrappers just everywhere. You know, like drive throughs when you like right. open up, you kind of crumple up, or at least I do. Like I noticed like a bad habit about myself that I've had my whole life. And it took me this long to actually just recognize that. Like I just crumple it up. I'll throw it like in the door handle or like in the cup or just around the car. And like when I go to clean on my car, there's just like 20 straw wrappers. Do you do this? Are you like good with this? See, I'm not. I'm not much of like a drive-through soda. Ah. Uh, so I are you? Uh, you like a diet Coke McDonald's guy or gross? <laughs> All right, no. I'm still in my 20s. I'm a Coke from McDonald's guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You, you just get water. All right. I hear water at McDonald's is the best. Let me just say the people out there that are Coke or Sprite McDonald's people, you know what I'm talking about. It just they do it different. It is. And different. don't even try to belittle it, okay? No, I'm not gonna lie. The Coke from <laughs> McDonald's just tastes better. But that's like, hey, do you have you ever had something like that where? You should have like a bad habit where you always like I, I always just take those crumple them up and just throw them in my car. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean my wife saw my car before we were married and just like anybody that's ever seen my car, I try to do a better job now, but like yeah, absolutely. Where it's just like there's like there is no garbage can. It'd be easy to put a garbage can in there, or at least a bag to throw yeah. stuff in. It's just like it's the it's the floor of the car. I mean what what's the worst? What am I gonna do with the little like straw wrapper? I mean you're it's not like you're throwing it out the window. So I mean, right, like, you do love the plant exactly. But like what are, what are you gonna do with it? It's so I small. You're not like holding it. The whole drive and you're gonna go throw it away inside am i am i a psycho like anyway i don't know just, i mean there is isn't there that garbage can like just past the drive-through window for that exact purpose who does that i don't know i'm just asking okay email boyslunch1 at gmail.com if you have ever if if you consistently throw your straw wrappers away in that garbage can on the drive-through i wouldn't think so i don't know if i've ever seen yeah paul are you like just, are you serious <laughs> I think you have higher expectations for Americans. No, they're throwing those places. I mean, I know where they're in my car. They're in the cup holder. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the cup holder. Wrappers, gum wrappers there. I mean, I throw them away every now and then. But yeah, it's It's, just like directly in the point where you look at it. Yeah, that's embarrassing. There's that many. Any like bad like cleanliness habits around the house? I I'm a bad clothes piler. Uh, I'll just let it like pile up on the floor. Um, I'll be honest for. For a person, I mean, if you look at me, I do not look like someone who is put together. Um, I wouldn't say that. I kind of look homeless. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't like 
piles of clothes. I'm a, my desk is always a mess. Like I'm a pile of books, pile of yeah. papers. Like they've got their piles. I'm a that's nerd. what geniuses do, you know. That is not the case, <laughs> at least in this situation. But like as far as like clothes and things like that, I don't know. My wife helps keep me in check even though I'm bad at it. But that, that is one of my bad habits. I'll just like clothes pile up. I used to be a guy that just threw stuff in the sink. But like oh, marriage is dishes, like, yeah. we also have a dishwasher now. So that's a game changer. Dude. We didn't have a dishwasher at the old house. So you always had to stay on top of it. Hashtag blessed. Like the comforts of a modern world. Dishwasher. I, no yeah. I was the dishwasher for a long time. Or Mary yeah. was. But now, game changer. Game changer. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, I, it is helpful having like roommates or like a wife or someone like, I think like the towels thing was my biggest thing. Towels and sheets. Jeez. Like when I live by myself, just didn't realize how nice like a clean towel was. Yeah, that's a. Would go way too long without. Yeah, that's a number I'm not willing to give on air. How long I would go between washing towels or sheets, especially in college. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't reveal our terrible habits. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, it's February. It's negative eight degrees out right now. Uh, Tough to get outside. February is what you call a grind, it feels like. There is a legitimate like wall of February, I feel like every year. And I don't know if we feel it more because like for me, I've been in a school schedule my entire life. Obviously going to school right out of college, I started teaching. So my whole like life is based off the rhythm of a school year. And I don't know if I noticed it as much as when I was a kid. Like I don't think I was in fourth grade being like, oh, it's February again. Or even like high school, college. Like I think you understand the grind of it, but I think on this side as a teacher, as this has become the new norm and cycle of my life, it's just this known idea between teachers, especially that February is just a tough month to get through. Yeah, gone is the newness of fresh semester, and too far away is the um, <laughs> the spring break that is on the horizon. So it's like just it's just a painful month here. Of, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's the perfect combination of like yeah chaos. And I think it's like. Um, this comes, especially second semester, it's like everybody, like teachers and students, like we get each other's stick. We know how this is going to play out each day. So I think there's just kind of a, and, and so it's for both teacher and student, there's like this recognized lull in the semester. Uh, we just had Catholic Schools Week last week, which was meant to, I think, other than on, on our Catholic schools, it also came at a nice time. Yeah. But with COVID changing things, it was it just wasn't didn't have the same impact as maybe it had in years past. Um, so I don't know. February seems even kind of weightier this year. Yeah. Maybe it's a, uh, and I think even for people not in the school setting, like February just in general, especially up north when it's cold, it's yeah. dark. It's it's a tough month to get through. Like you said, the newness of classes, of different combinations of people, that's gone. Like in the fall, you have Thanksgiving to look forward, and Christmas, and New Year's, and like you said, Catholic Schools Week. In February, every year. Everybody's looking forward to Catholic Schools Week. All <laughs> yeah, over the- <laughs> yeah, really, every, yeah. all over the world. But for Catholic people not in the Catholic school system, it's like the New Year's resolution, like that's yeah. done to wane. Because that, um, yeah, I was just going to say, February is normally that time where your resolutions even that you made in New Year's are like yeah. fading. When it's like getting outside, and I think – there's not the days are still short. There's not a lot of sun. It always feels like it's always overcast in February. Still freezing. Even like I've got a treadmill in my house. That treadmill's not even seeing the time because it's like the motivation is just gone. Yeah. Have we painted a good picture for you guys? Like it's I'm sure you felt it in the workplace even or at school. 
it's just your relationships with people aren't going as well because there's so many different factors mentally, um, emotionally, socially, spiritually that are going on. It's a perfect combination of just tension. Yeah, I can't imagine there's anyone that's just listening right now. Like, no, man, February's phenomenal. Well, the people with February birthdays, I feel bad because my wife's birthday, my brother-in-law, friends. I mean, it's not that February's not beyond redemption. I mean, there's good stuff that happens in February, but there, I think there's certainly a, a lack of patience and... For me, it's self-awareness, and, and, and I think today we want to talk about some, maybe some things that we need to remind ourselves of in February um, to try to, uh, I don't know, recommit to some goals, to, to try to make the most out of kind of these trying moments, because it does kind of continue and bleed into like early March and things like that. So I don't know, what, what, what are some things that have worked for you in the past? Well, I kind of stole this from our principal. He gave a talk. I actually didn't listen to it because there's other talks. I went to go hear someone else. Sorry. Was this at the diocesan thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I well, know, man. There's like two, two, two of the entire school went and saw his talk. Five over here. We get to hear his great presentations all the time. But it, it, the title of his talk was basically like how to live out your mission even in February. Kind of a nod to that idea of even when times are tough and it's hard to see like the light of things. Um, and I just started to just write a list and I actually came up with a lot of things and I probably won't say them all, but I, I almost did this for myself. I think a lot of these podcasts as I'm bringing up things, it's not because I'm an expert at it, but it's because I'm experiencing it and going through it. I almost like had to remind myself, these are important things I should be doing. I think we've had some just interactions with students and with even like colleagues or anything like that. And there's just that, like you said, there's the tension of we're not getting along very well. It's one of the things I said is just reminding myself of the redeeming qualities of people yeah. and of my job. Mm-hmm. Like it's good to do that all the time, but especially in these, these dark times of February, it, it, this person that you're having this, this bad encounter with like i don't know there's just something in that moment where i mean i think um what i don't do often enough is exactly that like in each interaction each interaction is an opportunity to be christ to someone right it is to to serve them and that's what we're here for we're here to try to shape them to 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 love them right to give them mm-hmm. ourselves for their sake um and so many times you kind of talked about this going to sports like you begin to become bitter spiteful when they're not like maybe they're not getting the message or you're having to say something again mm-hmm. and we're in february here like this shouldn't still be a problem to remind ourselves that like no this is still like it's not like they should have it figured out now like, there's still a responsibility to see not only the good that they bring mm-hmm. but also to remind ourselves it's like we're not playing a perfect perfect game either like we're making mistakes we're flawed right just as we would expect them to be patient with us and to see our redeeming qualities i mean we should expect the same from ourselves as we expect from them i don't know what it is about february but it's just like it seems like everybody's your problems are are because of everybody else not your own and it's like yeah. you lose sight of the reality of it. like well you may not not everybody might be the biggest fan of you as well yeah we just tend to yeah get to this point of complaining i think that's what we were talking about set check yourself in your own complaining because if you're getting annoyed by other people it's probably you're probably annoying people as well like to remind yourself of i'm not always acting perfect and i think just it's that time in the relationship like you're saying for us on our side of things by february maybe they're getting too comfortable we're getting too comfortable and there's just maybe this interaction with the two of you that that just isn't going well so to remind yourself of those redeeming qualities that we do have and i think in any relationship just pushing past some of those difficult moments of we're still figuring this out like that wasn't the way to do it. That wasn't the move. Like let's let's go on and like we can learn from those interactions. And we've talked about relationship building throughout this, and it's not always going to be. I mean, this is where I think where the most progress can be made is when you push through these trying moments, um, where or just enter into a real dialogue of like 
because I, I think we experience at least here at our school some tension between the senior class and the administration. So instead of just like trying to ignore and grit our teeth and push through, um, we had to discuss. Like we spent the day talking about, okay, like what is, why are you frustrated? Yeah. And I think a lot of it was because COVID is kind of seemingly and, and really has robbed them from a lot of their senior year, what it might, may have been. Okay, let's let's have the maybe trying discussion in some way. And what can we ask, you know, from each party to try to make this as best of a year as possible? Um, but so, I mean, it can be so easy to pit parties against each other, mm -hmm. especially at this time. You just kind of like, I don't know. I always tend to, days are short. My temper's short. I turn inwards. They're the problem, not me. And it's it's just so easy to cut things out and miss opportunities for growth. And I, I, I know I've been guilty of that in the past. Yeah, that's good. That's that's kind of what I was trying to like say, but I just couldn't get it out. I think what you said there was good. I mean, it is just this mounting frustration and people just want to be heard or like even just say it so you can look at it and like see it with a perspective. Is my frustration valid right now? Is my complaining valid right now? The way I'm presenting myself, is this the way that I want to be seen? Uh, I think it's just that perfect time. Always, I mean, why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, the redeeming qualities, like I said, of people, but of your job. Like, why, why am I working this way? Why am I a student? Why am I, why do I have this job? I don't know. I, I think it is a good thing of reminding yourself of your purpose, of your mission. Yeah. I think everyone needs to um, really, if you're firm in your faith, obviously, yes. But even if you're not, like, I think everyone needs some kind of mission that they live their life by a purpose of what's driving them. And February can be that tough part where you're saying it over and over again, almost to convince yourself of like, this is why I'm doing it. Even though I don't enjoy this right now, like to remind yourself of the mission that keeps driving you. Absolutely. Cause I think I get lazy during this time. I start to justify my actions, begin to cut things that are good for me out of my life based off of just like, well, it's a tough month of trying months. So maybe I'll get lazy with prayer in the morning or do, or not giving myself to kids who like, who want to have a conversation. I'll like, you know, I'll just kind of walk away and so take the opportunity to kind of engage with them. Um, so yeah, absolutely. To go remind yourself, why am I here? Like I am a teacher. What is my purpose? And I'm on the entire time I'm at school. Let's, let's, let's remind ourselves of that. Um, I think for me, and I think you had mentioned this as well, prayer, like rededicating. I think it's appropriate that Lent kind of comes up here uh, at this time, just as the ch church operates in seasons, just as we do, because it is like, this is when I think it's most important for me to continue to get up with my alarm, um, to make sure that I get the day started off right. Cause I know on days that I sleep in and I'm constantly chasing the clock to get out the door and then I'm behind schedule when I get here that it's just like, it just snowballs. And by the end of the day, you know, I'm regretting a ton of different interactions that I've had with students. If I can win that first moment of the day and get up and pray, like it, it sets the, it sets the day off on the right foot. I think absolutely Paul. Absolutely. Morning is essential all the time, but especially in these, in these maybe tougher months of your life, or like you said, the, it's it's dark, it's cold, all these different things. That comforter is so nice. It's it's so hard to get out of your bed, it's and like so to bad. shower, like all these different things. The morning is essential. If you if you don't get your mindset right in that morning, and to to kind of live out the way that you want to live out, I kind of had two things. Did you have anything else? Kind of going along with that, you mentioned Lent, which I really want to talk about. I think it's fitting that Lent normally starts in February. Uh, obviously, it kind of jumps around, but it is that part of of the year sometimes where we need uh, that call to like do something, yeah. uh, to look forward to something. It it's almost like like you said, the seasons of life. Winter is set up in a way for us where it's it's not spring yet. Like you have to almost endure winter to enjoy spring more. Mm -hmm. And 
there's something good about that. And I think there's something good about the idea of fasting to then enjoy the feast. The fast of Lent is pointing you towards Easter, the resurrection of Christ. But even just like on a natural level, this this winter is pointing us to that spring. So we can actually enjoy when it starts to get nice and things start to bloom and I can walk outside. Like if I had just that all the time, that's why I think we mentioned it before, I love living in a place where we get seasons. I appreciate spring and summer so much more because I've endured February. But I think it's cool how Lent gives you hope and points to something. Um, So I think if you're struggling in February, Lent starts next Wednesday. Um, You don't have to wait till Lent. You can do something now, but uh, maybe to think of something to do to get you out of just that rut for Lent, especially spiritually. Yeah, I think it's a healthy reset. I think it's a reset that we all need. And yeah, like you said, it it, uh, reorients yourself towards the good, right? And to to come to appreciate it for what it is. Um, Yeah, I think... um, Winter, it does get long, it gets tiring, but I do think it is a, it's a healthy reset. And that's why people in the Midwest are just stronger. Right? We're built different. <laughs> I would say to something that we did, we're obviously, we're, my mind is on things I'm doing in class. And I mentioned before reading a book called The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. It's a, a fictional book, and it's basically demons writing about ways that they tempt humans. And I mentioned it on the podcast before, if you listen, but if you haven't, that's kind of the gist. And he talks about getting humans to believe and like the, the evil of the same old thing is what he calls it. The idea of, I can't just have the normal rhythm of life. I need to change my life and everything needs to be novel and new all the time. But he says how God has made us a way where the rhythm is good for us. Where even though we do this, we have snow each year, there's something different about this snow as opposed to last snow. Even though I eat corned beef and cabbage every year on St. Patrick's Day, there's a good thing in the sameness, but yet the differentness, mm-hmm. those are words, yeah. of each year. And that rhythm is good for us. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was just kind of an interesting point from Screwtape. And I'm like feeling it now. And it helps me appreciate winter. Yeah. And I and to, as you pointed to, 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 to experience the beauty yet again, it's not a bad thing. It, yeah. In fact, you each year, I think you grow in wisdom and you come to appreciate it more and more for what it is. And thankful just to have the opportunity, right? To have the opportunity to, again, live through another winter, to to enjoy a spring, to do so with family and friends, and to enjoy yet again another Easter feast. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I don't get bored by the Lenten fast, or because I know it, each year it presents itself a new opportunity to, to grow closer to Christ and to enjoy this feast again. Uh, and I think um, exactly what you pointed to, the, rea- the reality that it doesn't, you know, there is beauty that exists in rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. And it can draw out such a great good. Kind of the, to wrap it all up, I would say, some like takeaway points. The morning is essential. Start off your day each day with kind of more of that positive attitude. Number two would be facing each 24 hour day as God's will for you. Mm-hmm. That is, that is the plan for you right now. Even though the day might have all these inconveniences, you're frustrated. It's hard. That is God's will for you in that day. So if you have that perspective of, I have a purpose and a mission in my life in this 24 hour day, even though it's February and things aren't like always exciting, it's God's will for me this day. And to really just enjoy this time, leading to something greater yeah. even though there's beauty in february there like is. my wife's birthday your birthday was great a lot of good in February. any last thoughts you had no i think it's a beautiful way to sum up i love that um the, the i think that's father chiswick yeah speaks of that this idea that like even in the most dire circumstances like whatever god has given you in this day like your life that is being lived right now this is god's will for you to, to live it to live yeah. it as god has called you to because you can't change the life that you've been given and so that's, yeah, I love that. And I think that sets us up well for uh, Lent coming up. Hey, who? Hey, who?
February's tough, people. Or maybe it's not. Maybe you're doing a great job out there. Maybe we are totally misreading this. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. We're just like projecting our own ideas yeah. onto everybody else. But if you ever have tough times during your year, just remember like to try to keep perspective on your mission and your call and to treat each day, even the bad days, as a good opportunity for you to grow in some way and to like have that hope for the future and always be looking for ways to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And stop complaining so much. <laughs> All right. Any shout outs? Uh, Again, the ladies in the cafeteria, uh, Christine, Laura, Terry, especially Christine from the UP, brought me, uh, had a, I think, freeze-dried shipped from the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, a pasty for um, me and my family to enjoy. Wow. So good. So good. Yeah, I thanks, Christine, for the <laughs> pasty. All right, well, shout out to the lunch ladies. Uh, yeah, that's all we got. For the kingdom. For the kingdom.